Welcome to this response. We have a, a few topics to which we need to respond. The first one is this. We had recorded a podcast for today. We have a topic that I believe is very intriguing. It gives some very good perspective to a criminal's mindset and, and time span. We recorded it, but and it was set to be released today, but I listened to it, and I did a lot of the explanation, and I just did not do well. You may not believe this, but we have standards. Boo. I liked it. You should have played it. Boo. Okay, so Adam Adam thought it was okay. I didn't think it was. We will still address that. We just don't want to do it. Plus, we had these topics to talk about in the response, so we thought we'll just do the response today and um, still record that podcast. There's a lot going on we'll talk about in this, in this response related to that. But when we started the podcast, we had some follows up, follow-ups from our live attempt, and we want to go ahead and share those follow-ups with you because we love doing the live. We're going to do more lives. The first follow-up we did was just something we missed. We had uh, a listener in the live very patiently asked the same question three or four times. We missed it. Then she asked another question three or four times. We missed it. And she still thanked us for doing the live. So obviously just a nice human. And we want to honor that by answering her question it was Janet Johnson. And she asked two questions. One is Lori excommunicated, meaning kicked out of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We don't know, but several of you commented that she is. And that brings up two points. One, that, okay, she probably is. Two, that Alex and I don't pretend to know everything, and some of you know much more, especially questions that come up. Hold on. You called me Alex. I have demand an apology. I am Adam. You're the good brother. Yeah, please. The non-virus brother. Sorry, Doc. But if it is you and Alex, then you need to have the talk with me. You need to tell me what's going on. Okay. So... You know more than Adam and I on a lot of topics, so feel free to comment and answer questions that we don't know the answer to, and we tell you when we don't know the answer, and we're going to be doing some more of that today. Yes, we are. Okay, so so Janet, we think based on what everyone said, Lori probably is excommunicated. That would make sense following the practices of the church. Um, the other question Janet asked was, does anyone in the family still support Lori? Adam, why don't you go ahead with that first? Well, I would I would try to understand what the word support your your version of what support means. Um, supporting somebody, I would guess that you know my mom uh, talks to Lori, so I guess that would be supporting her. Um, nobody else I, that I know in the family is is talking to her, so that is no support. Um, if it means do we for does support mean forgive? I don't know who's forgiven her, who hasn't forgiven her. I don't think anybody's giving her any money. Um uh maybe my mom uh maybe giving her money uh in jail. I to be honest with you, I don't know, but as far as support goes, it depends on what your definition of support is. 
Now, if support means, does anyone in the family think she's innocent? No. I don't know of anyone in the family or in on this globe on planet Earth that thinks she's innocent. No. So that's true. Now, I do know family members that wish that everyone would let this just go away out of out of the public limelight with talking about it because that in their minds or in their hope, in their fantasy, they say, well, it's over. She got her sentence. Let's all get on with life. Some of us are still healing, though. I'm still healing. And so I don't have that frame of reference. I know there are people in the family that do. Yeah. But no one believes she's innocent. No one believes she got too harsh of a sentence. I don't know if anyone, even the family, that feel that sentence. I mean, if there were a harsher sentence, like the death penalty, it, what she did merits the most harsh penalty we can give in this life. Yeah. yeah. But we both agree, you and I agree on this, that her real judgment will come when she goes before God. That's what we both think, and that's, it's, that's mm-hmm. just... That's just, you know, if you believe in God, then you believe that he's going to be the one that takes care of all the judgment for everybody. So that's, that's at least that's our faith in it. Right. Exactly. Um, now we're going to take this opportunity in this response to address a couple more comments that we missed or questions that we missed. Um, the first one, I, I want to, because it's going to take some explanation. So I'm glad to address it. And I don't have the comment right in front of me, but someone asked something to the effect of what was the discussion in the family or the feeling in the family about Joseph Ryan's attempted murder? And I, I'm pretty sure that refers to when Alex tased Joe Ryan, went to prison for, for assault, got a 90-day sentence, served 102 days of the 90-day sentence back then. So that's what we're going to address. Okay. Do you want to go first, Adam, with that? Or do you want me to set the, set the context up? Well, I, I know that at the time, um, Lori had told Alex that, and everybody in the family, that Joe molested Colby and Tylee. And people, you know, everybody in our family was upset about it. Well, um, I think Alex took more, was gravitated more to it than anybody else. And he wanted to, um, you know, support Lori. So I think what happened was from what I was told. So again, I didn't live next to my family uh, a lot of times. And so I wasn't inside the inside scoop with all the stuff that's going on. But from what I understand, um, Lori had a hard time, didn't want didn't want Tylee to go to Joe's house for his visitation rights after what she believed that he molested him. So she tried to do whatever she could to keep Tylee away from Joe. Um, with that being said, supposedly Alex was supposed to go and flatten Joe's tire so he would be late to court. So he would so Tylee wouldn't have to go to Joe's house that weekend. That's the story I got. Alex got there. Um, at, he was at the courthouse. Joe had walked out, um, and Alex looked at Joe and said, "Did you molest my nephew and my niece?" And he said, "Joe looked at him in the eye and said no." And Alex told me later, when he said that, that Joe he knew, but he felt and knew that Joe was lying to him. 
So he had a taser on him and he tasered him. And he got, then he went to jail. Joe called the security. The security guard came running over there. They got Alex. I don't know if they arrested him later or what. I don't know all the details of that. But that's that's what I know of that. Did the family support that? I don't know because I don't live around my family, but I don't see anybody said, oh, good job, Alex, way to go. I don't, I, I don't think anybody ever did that. And let me put a little broader context on this. Since it was called an attempted murder, in the family it was not referred to as an attempted murder. Now, in retrospect, now we're sitting here talking about it, and we can look back and say, maybe it was. We don't know. We didn't hear anything. When I say we, me and Adam, we didn't hear anything at the time about a murder attempt. Murder wasn't in our mind as far as Alex being a murderer. There was nothing up till then that made us think, you know, someday this guy's going to crack and be a murderer. So one of the hard things about being a family member and having all the commentary that we hear is it's not in context. There's a lot that's taken out of context and and put into the family. And, and it's hard for us to describe the context. So back then, no one's thinking murder. And I'll say this before I go on on that topic. Now, at this point, see, back then, I had bought into Lori's stories about uh, Joe abusing the kids. I Now, I had questions later when I read court documents, when I read psychiatrist's findings. I'm not going to put anything that Colby has said. I'm not going to question any of that, but I... Uh, I have questions about the whole situations, and I hope that those questions get answered. Um, I've said, uh, and that's Annie Cushing's, I think, main focus is trying to get answers to Joe Ryan's death. I support Annie. I support that cause. I would like to get questions. But at the time, we had bought, we had bought into what Lori had said, and there is nothing around that that we're thinking he tried to murder him. There were no stories. I've had heard stories since then, since he became a known murderer. And looking back, you could say, yeah, maybe maybe those stories applied back then. But at the time, we talked about it as Alex tasing, intimidating, attacking Joe, not as a, as a murder attempt. As an almost like a punishment for molesting the kids. Right. Right. Um, so so I hope that helps. Um, and let me emphasize, we ha I have questions to this day, so I'm not excusing anything that happened. I'm not excusing anything anyone said at any time. I'm just telling you what I know. Adam told you what, what he knows about it. And that's all. That's all. We do unless we want to wildly speculate. Maybe we will sometime on that, but I wouldn't have much more than I just said. Yeah, me neither. I'd like, like to get answers. Hey, another comment that uh, we thought other people would find interesting too is Barbara, and I, I think your last name was cut off, Barbara. So I'm not sure what it is. So I um, would like to know when the very first time you realized that something was very wrong with Lori and Alex in all of this. If you could just describe at what what point that was, it would be great. 
So she's not saying, she's not asking for an explanation of what we thought was wrong, just when it fell in the timeline. And I'll say, Barbara, that's a tough question for me and Adam because we are terrible at the timeline. <laughs> timeline is not my strong point, but I will tell you this. You know, I, 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 we talk about this in our book that's coming out. There's a whole chapter on Lori's started to, to start doing this, and we've talked about it on these podcasts a bunch, when she started down that road of listening to Julie Rowe and reading these near-death experiences, in my opinion, that's when she started down this road. When she started predicting the end of the world, that was, you know, and that was before she met Chad, she started predicting the end of the world. So that was the the a little bit of a, well, you know, she thinks that she can predict the end of the world and those kinds of things. It's a red flag, but a red flag to what? You never thought that, you know, she would meet Chad and, you know, all the things happened that, that happened. As far as Alex goes, I think the one thing that stood out to me was when, you know, Lori had Alex read some of these books. Like, what's the book, Rex, that everybody tells us about that they were reading? The the Glory, Vengeance of Glory. Visions of Glory, thank you. So yeah, so Visions of Glory. Alex, you know, Lori wanted everybody to read that. Alex read it. He thought it was great. Like a lot of other people love that book for some reason. Um, but then Alex started doing that. Alex started listening to podcasts and he he listened to Julie Rowe. Then he listened to a guy named Mike Stroud in his podcast. And I was talking to Alex one day when he was driving his truck when he used to listen to comedy because he's a stand-up comedian in his truck and he stopped doing that. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm listening to these podcasts. I said, what podcast? He goes, Mike Stroud. He goes, I felt this, the Holy Ghost more listening to his podcast than I have ever going to church. And I was like, what? So that was a red flag. You're asking me when things started changing with Lori and Alex. They were at different times. Lori was way before Alex, but Alex followed Lori. And then he made the same kind of changes that Lori made as far as that type of thinking. And we aren't saying anything about Mike Stroud. We don't know him, but that's just just uh, Alex's what Alex recounted. Um, and the first time I knew Lori was dealing with something that was way off the rails, so to speak, is when Charles sent those emails out and told all the family members, or at least all the ones all of us they sent them to. Look, Lori's into some weird stuff. He, he attached some of the weird stuff. Chad's light and dark and naming prominent people and which ones were light and dark. And I had dealt with that with some friends 30 years ago, back in right around the beginning of the 1990s. And I do that stuff just does not lead to positive results when people get into that. But I had no clue it would lead to murder. Um, I just knew that something was really wrong getting involved in that the way she was and they um what those documents were were talking about as far as alex i didn't know until he killed charles that he was into all of this i hadn't seen i'd only seen him since the situation adam talked about i'd only seen him one time i could tell he was different but that could have been the situation at the time he walked in. Normally, we yucked it up. We make jokes about the fact that we look look alike, and we yuck it up by asking about his comedy. He tells me about that. This time, which as it turns out was after the time of his conversion to Lori and Chad stuff, he just walked in. Was almost um, 
just cold, just quiet, quiet, quiet yeah. acknowledged our existence and moved on. No yucking it up, no humor, no, no nothing. I thought, well, that's strange. I wonder what he's, you know, what he's going through today. I didn't yeah. know a, a life change. And that was the last time, last time I saw him, um, found out more. So that was, that was the point. That was probably a couple months before he killed Charles. All right. Those are the follow-up questions. Now we're trying to get, get settled in, um, I'm I'm visiting Arizona right now, where where Adam is. But uh, Adam has moved to Arizona, and we are, as I mentioned, trying to figure out the podcast. Our technician Sean is doing a good job of of making arrangements. But Adam, why in the heck would you move to mess up just to cause all this turmoil here? Well, first of all, it's weird that you and I are both in the Phoenix, Arizona area on on Zoom. Um, usually, we're sitting next to each other in the studio in St. George. I moved to St. George. I've told this story too about you know three and a half, four years ago to take a radio job. I've been doing radio for thirty years. I got into it when I was eighteen years old, and so I've been doing radio a long time. And I was working for a radio station in St. George, and come to find out. Um, the day that Lori's, uh, not sentence. Yeah. Her sentencing. No. What do you call those? The verdicts. The verdict. When Lori's verdict came out that morning, I was let go from my radio job. Um, so I, um, you know, was shocked a little bit. Um, and trying to figure out, okay, do, is it a coincidence that the day that Lori got her, the verdict of her being guilty is the day that I got let go after being at a radio station for three and a half years and doubling and tripling the ratings of the morning for my morning show. And it just didn't feel right. And it, it just may be a coincidence, but. It, it just felt bad. So, anyways, I, mean, I have to interject here. It may be a coincidence. Of course, we don't believe in coincidence. And when you asked why they're letting you go, they said, we are going to tell you. Well, they said we're going in another direction. So, yeah, yeah that's that's that. So, with that being said, um, uh, I've tried to get a couple other radio jobs. Things haven't worked out. Um, I was coming here to do a... a to be a pickleball pro in Arizona and everything just seemed going really well there until I called and they said, well, we're going to go with somebody else. So I don't know if people Google my name and they see, oh, that's Adam Cox. He's Lori Vallow's brother. And people don't want to have me work with their company. I don't know if that's going on or not. I mean, I don't know if I would even blame them just because who wants somebody that was involved in a family, you know, that's involved in all this stuff. You asked earlier about dating. There's no way a girl's going to want to date somebody when you go to a date and you're like, Hey, so tell me about your family. Um, so here's what's going on with that. Okay. Well, it's been nice talking to you. I'll see you later. I may be single the rest of my life because of that, but it, it just goes to show Rex, the ripple effect what one person in your family, now we have two people, but really Lori, 
one person in your family, the ripple effect that it has had, not just on Lori and Alex or our family, our extended family, but it, it goes with, you know, people's jobs, their livelihoods, um, how they feel, how they act, being judged. Like, I know that I've been judged by so many people. I used to get Facebook um, messages that sent in saying that because the first two years of all this is going on, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I got people saying that I'm part of it, that I'm a murderer. I've had like the worst judgment on me, which is not a fair thing to do. And so going forward, what did I learn from this? One of the things is I am never going to judge anybody for anything. I just don't know what shoes they're walking in or what they've been through. So I would appreciate the same but i don't know if i'm going to get that just because i think Lori's ripple effect has i don't know if it's 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 definitely hurt people in our family um it's, you've seen what it's done to me uh so i ended up moving here to be closer to my son and to you know do pickleball and hopefully we can make a living doing podcasts since i can't do radio anymore <laughs> Very good. Now, people are going to ask, since people are listening from all over the world, most of these people are very supportive of you. They're going to ask about, is that legal and what are the legal ramifications? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can prove anything. I don't know if, you know, I just, I don't know anything about, you know, that. I just know that I feel like that's the way things have gone and maybe if you're in a family and somebody did something really bad that and you didn't do anything wrong maybe you you've been judged too and had to have the ripple effects of life happen to you i don't know i don't know what i don't know what the legal ramifications are on that or if you can even prove that so adam didn't go straight to an attorney he's going to talk to some a couple of attorneys now just to ask the question um from what we've heard in the state of Utah, you can let someone go just for any reason. Okay, right. so we are not um, coming out and trying to do legal battle here in in our podcast, but yeah. we, we thought it was time for people to know. And um, you know, people talk about the the stress and the impact this has had on family members, especially Adam. He's he's close to it. Um, so close to it, but also the rest of the stress Adam is carrying too has a lot to do with that. And so um, we'll just continue on. We'll keep you posted. We don't have anything more than that. Um, maybe after he talks to attorneys, we'll say, hey, here's the legal side of that. He he's not saying he's got to take legal action. It could happen, but that's not the plan right now. So um more to come on that one. Is that a good way to say it, Adam? But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, again, the thing that I learned from going through this is judging people is really a, it's a hard thing not to do because we're all judgmental. Mm -hmm. But thinking about next time you judge somebody that you don't know a lot about their life or what's happening, just keep that in mind. Very good. And you know, I, I, I'm not great, but I try not to judge. And for me, it's just a, a matter of old age. You know, at my age, you have limited time and energy. And 
I try to spend my energy with, you know, the people that are important to me and playing basketball. Not a lot of energy left for judgment of other people. So um, for whatever reason you choose to not judge people, it's probably going to be a, a benefit. At least yeah. it is when I'm, the times I'm successful at, at not judging. At doing that, yeah. That's all we have for this response. Stay tuned. We are so excited about upcoming podcasts we have. Um, my therapist is going to come on, not to talk about me. Not to Can we talk do a live therapy between you and your therapist? <laughs> I would love to be a fly in the wall to just listen to it. <laughs> I, I think his, he has a motive like my girls do. I think his motive is just to make me cry. And uh, you know, there's probably something healing in that. So I try to make him cry too. But anyway, we aren't talking about all that stuff. But he has some great perspective. Um, he's not trying to talk about Lori and Chad. He's not their therapist. But... He has some great perspective and helping us understand things. So we'll hear from him. We're going to do more lives. Uh, we have some special guests that that uh, we've, we've lined up. Uh, we've told you who we can't talk about until the trials go, but we still have a lot of good things. So please stay with us. Thanks, Thanks for signing. It's Lauren.